Hello, friends. This is Entrepreneurs of Faith, a Sunday episode of Monetization Nation. I'm Nathan Gwilliam, your host. I was named after an inspiring business leader named Nathan Eldon Tanner. When I went to college, the building that housed the business school I attended was called the Tanner Building, and it was named after Nathan Eldon Tanner as well. Nathan Eldon Tanner was known as a man of outstanding executive ability and unquestioned integrity. Throughout his public career, he was known, even by his political opponents, for his rugged and undeviating honesty. His high moral standards were said to be constant, undeviating, and immovable. I obviously have a long way to go to live up to Nathan Tanner's example. However, in today's episode, we're going to tell Nathan's story and discuss how to build a business with integrity. One of Tanner's favorite sayings was, quote, the heights by great men reached and kept were not attained by sudden flight, but they, while their companions slept, were toiling upwards in the night, unquote. And Tanner's wife said, quote, and he tried to accomplish what he set out to do by doing just that, by rising at 5 a.m. to teach himself typing when he was running the store in Hill Spring, unquote. SourceChurchOfJesusChrist.org. Nathan Eldon Tanner was born on May 9th, 1898 in Salt Lake City, Utah, and he grew up in Canada in the small town of Etna near Cardston, Alberta. On his family's farm, he learned how to work hard, driving a four-horse team at the age of 12, caring for livestock and nursing his entire family back to health when all but him had smallpox. SourceRSC.BYU.edu. In Alberta, Tanner worked as a teacher and school principal before being elected to the Alberta legislature, where he served as Speaker of the Assembly. He was chosen as Speaker of the House, but before he had ever even attended a session of the legislature, he was elected to act as chairman of 63 members. On the subject, his wife said, quote, We were given an elegant suite of rooms in the legislative buildings to use as we liked. And it seemed that he had fallen into the lap of the gods. But only he and I knew the hours, day and night, that he spent studying parliamentary procedure. This was the beginning of jobs which he was given, which he said were far beyond his ability to cope with." Unquote. When Tanner was acting as minister of the Alberta government, he earned the well-deserved nickname of Mr. Integrity because he refused to compromise by accepting gifts of any kind and was strictly honest in his dealings. The affectionate title followed him through a lifetime of success based on principles of fairness and integrity. Source, churchofjesuschrist.org. Later, he served as president of Merrill Petroleum and director of the Toronto Dominion Bank of Canada. In 1954, he became president of TransCanada Pipelines. As president, he directed the construction of a $350 million, 2,000-mile pipeline from Alberta to Montreal. Source, New York Times. Tanner later moved to Salt Lake City and quickly established himself as a business and civic leader. He served on the board of directors of First Security Corporation and Mountain Fuel Supply Company. He helped plan, develop, and promote building projects in Salt Lake, such as the Salt Palace, Symphony Hall, the Fine Arts Center, and the Restored Capital Theater, Source New York Times. Tanner was said to have near flawless judgment when he was making decisions. 
Religious leader Victor L. Brown said, quote, he gathered all the possible facts before making a decision, never making an impetuous or off-the-cuff decision. He had an unusual talent for setting bias and prejudice aside, if such existed. He did not make the mistake of having pet projects that would tend to warp judgments, unquote. Another of Tanner's favorite sayings was, quote, I'd much rather be part of the solution to a problem than a part of the problem, unquote. Tanner used his power of concentration to help him make quick and well-informed decisions. For example, one day a group was making a very detailed and technical presentation, which lasted more than two hours. There was little time for discussion. At the conclusion of the presentation, Tanner said something like this, quote, Recommendations one and two can be implemented with little difficulty. Recommendation number three needs more study, and your chart covering this portion of the presentation needs to be redone for the following reasons, which he listed. Recommendation number four will require much more study and appears to be untimely at this moment, unquote. This experience occurred after Tanner's eyesight had been seriously impaired, so he hadn't seen the chart. It had only been described to him. Tanner was able to concentrate for the whole of the two hours and concisely relate his conclusions at the end of it. He didn't let his bad eyesight become an excuse for him not to be part of the solution. Source, churchofjesuschrist.org. Nathan Tanner said, quote, Service is the rent we pay for the privilege of living on the earth, unquote. When Tanner was still living in Cardston, he led a group of boys in his church's youth program. Some of the boys hadn't been coming to the meetings, and Tanner went to their homes to find out why. He discovered that some of the boys didn't have the right clothes and had been embarrassed to, to attend the church meetings without them. Source, rsc.byu.edu. Tanner and the rest of the boys in the group agreed to wear overalls to the meeting on Sunday mornings. Because of Tanner, all of the boys became active in attendance, and they grew to love their sensitive and dauntless leader. Tanner was willing to forego a formal look to make all the boys feel comfortable. He cared about the boys, and it was more important to him that they were all there than looking a certain way. He kept the important things in mind and pushed aside the worldly focus on image. Nathan Eldon Tanner said, quote, It is easy to do things for our own families and loved ones, but to give of our substance for the stranger who is in need is the real test of our charity and love for our fellow men. Unquote. He also said, quote, self-discipline is doing what you know you should do when you don't want to do it, unquote. When Tanner was asked to serve as president of TransCanada Pipelines, the backers of the company planned to set up headquarters in Toronto. Tanner was living near Calgary at the time, and he committed to a leadership role in his church. Because of this duty, Tanner refused to move to act as president of the company. Instead of finding someone else, the company owners set up their headquarters in Calgary. Source rsc.byu.edu. This shows not only how much they valued his leadership, but also how committed Tanner was to keeping his commitments. He was willing to risk losing a job because he wouldn't back out of a commitment. Tanner often had to take the time to travel to Eastern Canada, since that's where much of the company's business was transacted. Tanner stood his ground with his promises. We must do the same with our commitments. When we take a stand for what we know is right, it shows people we can be relied upon, and we're not going to give in when outside influences pressure us. Tanner said, quote, 
To meet the serious issues facing us in our respective communities today, we must be examples of virtue and righteousness ourselves and choose today to take our stand in the moral issues which threaten us, unquote. When Tanner was 15, he was herding cattle when he was thrown from his horse. Getting to his feet, he looked down to see three fingers on his left hand were broken. They had snapped at his knuckle joints and were twisted back against his hand the bones of his middle finger sticking out of his flesh. Tanner took hold of his fingers, put them back in place, got back on his horse, and rode to a doctor. The doctor marveled at him. All the bones were in the right place, and he only had to stitch them up. This is the kind of attitude Tanner had throughout his life. When something unexpected happened, he didn't complain. He didn't give up. Instead, he took care of the situation as best he could. He got help if he needed it and kept going. Tanner also tried to be grateful for what he did have. He was working as a school teacher during the Depression, and the teachers weren't paid very well. Instead of moping about his situation, the Tanners sold their only valuable possession, a Ford sedan. They used the money they got to purchase a small general store. He also supplemented his income by selling insurance and suits of clothing. The family had milk cows, and his two oldest daughters delivered milk daily, often wading through heavy snow with the milk strapped to them. The Tanners kept their household too busy to dwell on the negative. One of his daughters even remarked, quote, During those depression years, all the other kids seemed to feel poor, but we never did. We were too busy, unquote, source churchofjesuschrist.org. Like the Tanner family, sometimes the best thing to do in hard times is to find ways to keep busy and focused on good things to help solve our problems. Dwelling on our trials won't make them go away. What can we do today to take one more step forward towards solving our problems? Nathan Tanner said, quote, As we express our appreciation of our many blessings, we become more conscious of what the Lord has done for us, and thereby we become more appreciative, unquote. Here are some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, having true integrity builds credibility and trust and opens doors in our lives and in business. Number two, sometimes we must put the care of others before other things, such as keeping up appearances. Number three, we can often show charity best when we serve those we don't know very well. It's easy to love the people we know. Number four, self-discipline is doing what we know we should do even when we don't want to do it. Number five, Tanner was willing to give up a job to keep his commitment. We must also be willing to do what it takes to keep our word. Number six, when we go through hard things, it can help to not dwell on the hardships, but keep busy and focus on filling our life with good things, such as working towards solutions. If this episode of Entrepreneurs of Faith resonated with you, Please subscribe for free to Monetization Nation so you can receive future episodes of Entrepreneurs of Faith. Number one, you can subscribe to the free Monetization e-magazine at monetizationnation.com. Number two, you can subscribe to the Monetization Nation YouTube channel. Number three, you can subscribe to the Monetization Nation podcast on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Number four, you can follow Monetization Nation on Instagram and Twitter. What is your strategy to make it through the hard times? Please join our private Monetization Nation Facebook group and share your insights with other digital monetizers. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I wish you success as you strive to lead your business with integrity.